This episode of LAW The Walking Dead Reviews brought to you by me, Phoenix West, reminding you I'd rather be raped by eight men than use Windows 8. LIW The Walking Dead and Fear The Walking Dead Review. Hello citizens, welcome to LIW The Walking Dead Review. Today's episode is 604. He's not here. I almost said he. I keep wanting to say it, he's not here. Because that's how English works. Here's not here. This technically works, but it's a little, little confusing. Anyway... So, I know I made this prediction on a comic episode of this show, but I haven't made the prediction on, if you listen to just the Walking Dead review, I know this show this, this show is confusing because I have Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead comic, all in the same thing. The same podcast. If you listen to the podcast, if you listen on YouTube, it's different a little bit. Anyway, I'm rambling. Point is, I made it on the comic episode i made a prediction that glenn wasn't really dead i don't know i haven't watched episode 605 yet although it has been released i haven't heard anything yet i promise you i don't have a reason to make it up because nobody listens to this fucking show so why would i make it up i have a theory that glenn and yeah i've seen it online too the theory but i really did feel this and i brought it up during that during the 603 episode i felt like the angle was weird that glenn fell at and that when Nick shot himself, he landed on top of him. And I feel like it just looked like his head was way back. And I was like, I think it's just Nicholas getting gutted on top of Glenn. And I feel like Glenn's not dead. And I, But I also feel like, how the hell is he going to make it out of that without getting eaten? If he's getting trapped underneath it, he would still get bit. You know what I mean? It's a little weird, but I feel like that was all Nicholas's guts getting ripped out all over him. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Maybe Glenn really is dead. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, so in case it happens. I thought it was going to happen in this episode, but this episode was all about a character I've complained about. In episode 602, I complained about him plenty. Or 60, yeah, whatever. Morgan, holy shit. Morgan in the comic is a fine character. He's long dead in the comic. In this, he's still kicking. He's a main character now. And holy shit, I hate him. I really... I get nothing out of him. I really do find him boring. I, I find him... There's nothing to offer from that character. I don't give a single shit about him. And they made him such a fucking pussy. This whole episode is about one thing. Him learning how to not get into conf- confrontations. That's it. Not kill people. Not take any action to that that would lend to survival in any meaningful way. All right, so it starts off with him at the end of six oh two. They killed all the people that all the wolves that invaded, and some of them fled. Turns out, I don't know what, what the opening was weird. He was just yelling at somebody and yelling some weird shit. And then it goes. The screen goes then. And then it shows Morgan yelling like, You were supposed to. You were supposed to. You know. You know you were supposed to. And I assume he's yelling on his dead kid. Like, 
that he, he's not yelling at him, but he's just mad that he's dead or confused or scared or whatever the hell's going on. He's going crazy. And then his words make a fire erupt, apparently, because that's what happens. A fire erupts, and he has to leave. Anyway, Morgan sets up campfire in the woods. He... And through the fire... That's really weird. He has a bunch of bodies in the in, in the center, and he lights them on fire. And all these zombies come up, and he just kills them one at a time, throws them in the fire. But one of them comes through the fire. And so he just goes, you know what, fuck this. The zombies, there's too much. So he sets up a stick perimeter like he had at that one store when Rick found him earlier. He sets up a stick perimeter, so or a big, I don't know what you call those branches. So then when they walk forward, they'll just get stabbed, and then they'll stop. And that's the end of it. It's kind of cool. It would take so long to do. And in the meantime, he's writing clear, like just the word clear in blood on everything. Just if he clears an area, and he just writes clear like, oh, I did it. My job's done. Really weird. I think he waits until there's no more zombies coming and then he just moves on. I don't know. There's a, constantly a big pile of zombies burning for his fire. This, he must smell so horrendous. I don't know how the zombies are attacking him when he smells that bad just being around burning bodies all day long. They show two dudes following Morgan. Um, he stabs one in the throat with a stick, which is fucking brutal. His throat explodes, and he just falls to the ground. And then he strangles the Mark Ruffalo-looking one, and he's, he keeps yelling, like, you know, you know, you don't. Like, weird shit, like, vague shit. And I think he's saying, like, I think he's yelling at his son, like, you know not to get bit. You know not to do something. Whatever he did that led to him getting bit or died, to, or led to his death. He's just like, you don't do that. You know better. Like, I think he's taking all of this out of strangers, pretty much. He's yelling at this guy. Uh, and he continues to write nonsense on rocks and trees and whatever he can, whatever's a fresh canvas for him in the wilderness, you know. He's writing with blood and stuff like, he, he wrote these things. Pointless acts. The words, pointless acts. He wrote, he's not here. Um, maybe that's wrong. Maybe he wrote, here's not here, like the titles. Maybe I got that confused because my, my brain fixed it. I don't know. He wrote, clear, like I said. And then he later on he wrote, you only get one. I don't know what any of that means. I get the clear. That makes sense, I guess. Um, he's not here, what I assume means his son. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Whatever. They um, find, he finds a goat, Morgan does. It's This episode is about Morgan, by the way, so fucking strap in, because you are in for an exciting episode, my friend. <sighs> fucking Morgan is so boring. Anyway, he finds a goat, and he immediately goes crazy on this fucking goat. The guy who owns the goat, he overhears him, he's like, you can't touch the goat. And I was like, oh, I know that voice. That's John Carroll Lynch. I knew him immediately. I love John Carroll Lynch. Huge fan. Welcome to Shutter Island. He said, oh, he's amazing. Um, I'm no, I've known him since like what, 90, whatever year he joined the Drew Carey show. So 90, show started in 95. I don't know how many seasons in he came on, on board. Love him. He dates Mimi. Um, fun guy. I like him. He seems like a lot of fun. He's amazing in Fargo, too. Amazing. Anyway, he's also an American Horror Story. Which, you know, plays John Wayne Gacy this season. He played a clown last season. He's in everything I watch. He's in two shows I review now. So that's interesting for me. Anyway, then he starts 
shooting John, at John Carroll Lynch. And I'm like, calm the fuck down, dude. You're a psychopath. So John Carroll Lynch shows up and knocks him out, showing incredible restraint. But we don't know what's going on yet, so he makes sense of it later. He wakes up the next morning with, like, the trimmings for burgers without the bread. He has, like, a little burger, some three little tomato slices, and a little bit of lettuce. And it was weird to see all that without a bun. I don't know people eat them without a bun, but it's just odd to see just a plate. It looks like he had it ready and was like, oh, where's the buns? And then he never got to that point. And it was like, ah, fuck it, here you go. Here's this. Here's the rest of a burger. Um, and he's like, what's your name? The guy goes, what's, what's your name? And Morgan goes, kill me. And John Carroll Lynch goes, kill me? That's a stupid name. I'm just, must be really, really hard to survive that long with this name. The strangers out there, you know. And he, he reveals, it's funny, he reveals his name is Eastman. Um, he's from Atlanta. He's a forensic scientist. Uh, I don't know if any of that really matters at this point. Um, he throws down a copy of The Art of Peace. And then it's a bunch of scenes in a row of Morgan watching Eastman out in the yard kill zombies with a stick like really well and he'll drag them off off camera or off into the woods you don't see what happens yet um i was kind of curious i'm like oh something's going on out there what's he doing with them um, it was a little bit different than i thought it was going to be i thought he was not killing them and bringing them out and like had a little like herschel did with a barn full of zombies i thought he's gonna do that i thought i didn't know what he's gonna do with them they so it is a lot of scenes in a row of them trying to get to know each other. Um, at this point, I was like, why the fuck does he have a cell in his house? It's like a beautiful cabin in the woods. And he's got a goddamn industrial strength <laughs> cell in his house. It's it, uh, They showed a close-up of like the floor and how it was bolted in there. And I was like, that's a pretty good job. Like, I mean, I think he could break through the wood flooring in the cell. But, you know, pretty good job in there. And then he does try to break out through the windowsill, and he could. I don't know why. I won't get there yet, but... And so I was like, why the fuck does this guy have a cell? I can figure it out. They do answer the question later, but in the moment, I'm like, what's going on with this dude? Something's going on. He uh, Eastman comes back after they talk a while, and he's like, look, I know you have PTSD. Um, he's a... It's, they called him a forensic scientist, but he's like a shrink. I don't know why they. I was confused by all this. Anyway, he goes, you know, you have PTSD from all the trauma you've had to deal with. I see you have a wedding ring. Who do you lose out there, basically? And he kind of tells him. And he's like, I'm going to let you out of here. There's a door that leads leads there. You can you can leave. The cell's not even locked. I threw the key away a long time ago. And Morgan's like, oh. This feels dumb, kind of. And he's like, you can stay or go. I won't, I won't, I don't care which one you do. I won't stop you from leaving, but I won't allow you, I won't allow you to kill me. And the second he gets out, Morgan attacks him. He beats the shit out of him. Eastman beats the shit out of him. And in the meantime, or in the, in the chaos, one of the paintings, uh, and I was confused by this too, but again, every question I had in this episode, they explained. He knocks over a kid's painting that was on the wall. And I was like, is that a fucking drywall? I wrote this down in my notes before they answered it. And I was like, why, why the fuck would he have drywall on his wall? Like a chunk of drywall with a kid's drawing. And I, in my head, I was like, they, his, he lives there, so that's where his kids would have been. And, you know, I didn't think about it. 
Uh, but he, he does explain it yet. He does explain it later. Um, he sees, when, when John Carroll Lynch sees the drywall on the ground cracked in half, he does a face that broke my fucking heart. And I'm like, John Carroll Lynch is so underrated as an actor. He, his face was so sad. And he didn't say a word. He just looked at it and he was like, gonna kill Morgan over it. And he goes, has like reel himself back in. And you see all of that in like four and a half seconds on John Carroll Lynch's face. And I'm like, he's a better actor than I thought he was. And I love the dude. So I was like, holy shit. Like, what the hell's going on with this drywall? <laughs> like, it, it meant so much more to me now. I was like, it got me actually back into the episode because it was kind of just sitting there. It was just, it's a sitting around episode. This is a bottle episode, by the way. Um, I do have that in my notes, so I'll get there in a sec. Uh, yeah. So they fight, and then he lets him go. And he goes, we got to go. Eastman eventually goes, we got to go on a journey. I want to know that you can come with me, protect me. I'll protect you. We'll be together. So we can't just stay here. We got to go gather supplies. We need this. We need this. We need this. We have a list. And he has a list of stuff. And he, this is when they start doing the Aikido. I guess it means not to kill or to fight without killing or something like that. Some some aspect of that, however you want to translate it. It's what John Carroll Lynch practices when he's out in the yard with a stick and he moves it around. And it's basically you have to care about your enemy as much as you care about yourself. You don't want them to die, but you don't want you to die first. You want to defeat them without killing them, even if they're trying to kill you. It's kind of what... It, the whole point of it is. And at this point, I'm like, oh, they're just going to hang out in this cabin this whole episode. This is a bottle episode. Shit. And if you're not real familiar with TV, they, I think I talked about this before, and I don't remember, but I'll bring it up again. Bottle episodes are where it's in one location usually. it's They make them to save money. And I predicted that in the first episode of this show for 601, that episode with when they're hurting the zombies and it was a big production in that episode, thousands of extra extras, extras, thousands of extras. And they had to corral them all And episode two continue with that with all, a lot going on. And it's a, they look like expensive episodes so, um, with the shooting at the, at the place. And, the, uh, and then six or three is in the middle there where they, you could tell they spent money, the whole Glenn thing, all the zombies there, they clear out a whole town. The point is, those are kind of expensive episodes. So I, I predicted that there would be a slow episodes coming up, some slow ones. I think this one's going to be slow. I think 605 might be a little more action-packed. It's probably going to be more of a... I'm guessing I haven't seen it yet. It's going to be more of a person-to-person one where they talk and they build relationships and someone might get killed at the end, someone random, and they create more conflict there i'm guessing and this one was just a bottle episode they did this one to save money for or because they spent it already on those first three like i mentioned or they're going to have something else coming up here i i'm sure they upped the budget for the entire season compared to last season because it was such a success so their merchandise alone keeps this show afloat it's not going anywhere but so they might only do the one bottle episode for now, until maybe six so six ten, six eleven, somewhere in there, before the big season finale, and um, maybe six thirteen. I don't know. You know, you know what I'm saying. Where they're going to ramp up at the end of the season, they have to end on a big bang, uh, like they did last season. If I, which I don't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, they're just going to hang out here. But I will say this. I know I'm not to the end of the review yet, but 
for what it was, just a fucking bottle episode about a character I don't even like. I like the actor who plays him, who plays Morgan. I just don't care about Morgan's character after the fucking, don't kill anyone, Carol. I was like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. I just don't care. I hate the character now. But I will say this. For a character I don't hate, doing nothing, I like the episode. And a lot of it, that was John Carroll Lynch's, I don't want to say fault. But it's his fault that I like it, which is a good thing. It's his his responsibility for me liking the episode. I like this episode somehow. It was interesting. It was so unrelated to the rest of the episodes until the last shot and the last scene. But it still kept my attention, even when they were just talking. And they had cool things with Morgan, his PTSD vision. He had like a PTSD cam. And he would like, you'd see from his point of view, and it get all shaky and blurry. And like, oh, he's going to go in the rage mode, like a fucking video game. It was interesting the way they did it. I don't know. So I will give it that. I'll give the show kudos. They're doing a better job this season with the episodes that should be boring. In previous seasons, I feel like they would have just let it be boring and not bring in good actors or give a shit about any of that. So, I know I already went too long on this, but kudos, I guess. The uh, Morgan saves the goat later after you don't think he's going to. He he brings a goat inside, kills the zombies, blah, blah, blah. He drags... He, after he gets the goat inside, he drags the zombie body through the grass all the way across wherever Eastman was taking them, and then you see why and what he's been doing with them. He's actually burying them and leaving gravestones. Like, not gravestones, but the crosses, you know, the wood. And burying them in proper graves. And at that point, I was like, motherfucker, you better be encountering Eastman, that is, so few zombies that it's once a week that you're burying a zombie. Because if you're doing this... Every day, you're burying four or five. A, that's an incredible waste of time and land. And B, who is this for? I don't, I don't find any more disrespect in burning bodies than I do in just burying them. Because if you're just burying them, why not just burn them? That way, that vir- if the virus is real, like if there is a real virus, let's say the world gets saved and then they stumble upon that grave... And that body's in there and releases the virus again. You got to think, uh, it's almost more selfish to bury these bodies because of your fucking dumb respect for dead. They're not, they don't matter anymore. No matter what you you study, no matter what Aikido you do, burn the goddamn body, obviously. Obviously burn the body. You have to. Uh, Morgan was actually right in this. I'm sorry. I don't agree with this part of the show. I don't know why I'm being so serious about it, but fucking burn the goddamn body, you asshole. Anyway, um, have a funeral. I don't care what you do, just burn it. Uh, yeah, they. I don't know what this means. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I wrote A and B. I'm sure there's a thing there where he says something about A and B. Uh, I don't remember though. I didn't write it down. Whatever. They do a training montage with rhetoric about the Aikido. Like, we do this, and we believe this, and this is like him training a la Karate Kid, a la Rocky, but with, like, almost religious-esque sayings. 
like someone's reading uh, the fucking Bible behind them. It's weird. Anyway, it, it went on a little too long. I'll, I'll give it that. They um, they get back to the cell or the the cabin later. Morgan's still staying and staying in the cell. I don't know why. I think he feels like he deserves it. He finally asked the question, "Why do you have a cell in your goddamn cabin?" And I'm like, "This is forty minutes into a sixty minute episode, and they finally fucking asked the question." And it is a story that is so fucking cool, but doesn't matter at all because of what happens. And I'll get to that in a second. The story, though, is uh, Eastman's family. He was he was working at the prison. He talked to these prisoners. It was his job to decide if they, you know, what they deserved, what the prisoners should get away with, if they should get out on parole. He was talking to this smooth fucking prisoner named Creighton Dallas Welton, I think is his name. He's talking about him. And he, he recommended that he doesn't get out because he knows he's just a smooth talker who's lying to everybody because he broke him down. Basically, Eastman broke him down, and then Dallas admitted that he was just trying to get out, and he's a fucking psychopath, basically. Anyway, um, doesn't sit well with Creighton Dallas. He decides that when he gets out of prison, he immediately goes and kills Eastman's wife, son, and daughter. And then goes back and turns himself into the police. And I was like, Jesus, dude. That's fucking weird. And then Eastman builds a cell in his house to keep Creighton there. Uh, but decided... He, he goes, uh, you know, I was going to put Creighton in there and starve him to death. But I decided that all life is precious. And uh, that's why you're eating oatmeal burgers, Morgan. He doesn't know his name yet, but... So he's like, and they, he tells him that, you know, he basically did the Aikido thing, and all life, is, all life is precious. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, Jesus. That was, your whole family's dead, and you just let it go? Like, that's awesome. It's, that's so evolved in humanity. It's, it's in our nature to exact revenge, almost. So that if he could do that, that's amazing. Uh, but later on, they go back to the campsite where... Uh, Morgan was before with the like, like I said about the poles and the dead bodies and the burning and the clear and all the weird cryptic notes that he left. They go back there and then Morgan starts to break down about his son and wife and Eastman's like Aikido, like getting stance right now. And Morgan's like not here, and he makes him do the Aikido there. Um, Morgan sees a zombie coming up, and he I think he's gonna just kind of let it bite him at this point. So Eastman throws him out of the way and bites, gets the zombie, and then he gets bitten in the back. And that must have been a delicious bite because Eastman is huge. He looks like he have a delicious back. I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm part zombie. Anyway, he get, he's like, I told you I want to do this here. So they he carries he doesn't carry, but he helps him walk back to the camp because Eastman is bitten. Like I said, they they go back to the woods. Um, they do a whole thing here. Sorry, I'm all over the place. My notes are confusing. Mm, Morgan saves... Oh, yeah, that's what happens. The two people show up. Morgan saves them. They're kind of going back and forth in time now, I think. And Morgan saves them, and then they give him canned goods. And he's like, I did the right thing. Like, it's weird. Uh, I don't know what, why they did that scene at all. Anyway... 
I'm sorry, that was random because it's random in the, in the show. They get back to camp. Tabitha got out the goat. Um, Eastman reveals through another conversation that he actually did kidnap, kidnap Creighton and he starved him for 47 days. And that's how long it took him to die. And then he buried him out in the woods like he did with the zombies. And then he vowed to never kill again. And I was like, you killed the guy who killed your family. Were you killing before that? Because you don't really have to make that that declaration that you're not going to kill again. If it was just a one-time revenge thing. I don't have a problem with Eastman killing Creighton at all. I don't think anybody would. He, he has the right to do that, I think. The guy killed his entire family. If, you, if I did that to somebody's family, I would expect them to come back and kill me. That's just what happens to me because of what I did, my shitty decision. So he takes it so with so much guilt, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to kill again. I'm like, do you, you don't want to fucking kill before. So who, who are you saving from this? What, what person, what victim are you going to spare now? I don't understand it. Was he like, oh, I got the lust, I got the bloodlust after that, and I really wanted to go out and kill this humanity, just everybody at once. I don't know, I'm a psycho now. Anyway, they uh, Eastman's dying. He's he, he dies. He he goddamn dies. And that's when I was saying they set up an awesome character with a cool backstory who I really, really, really enjoyed. I'm like, oh, fucking cool. He's on the show now. Oh, he's dead. Okay. He and Morgan buries him out in the woods with the other. Graves. And I was like, okay, well, now he's buried next to the guy who killed his family. So maybe you shouldn't have done graves. If you'd have burned the bodies, you you'd have a grave there by yourself with no other zombies or, you know, family murderers around. But now you're buried right next to him, so you're kind of just linked to him for eternity. So uh good decision there, he's been good decision. Fucking idiot. Whatever. They uh you know, Morgan it cuts back to snap back to reality. Um, I'm not going to quote Eminem now. Don't worry. And it's Morgan. They show that he kidnapped one of the wolves from earlier, from 602, this episode 602. He kidnapped one of them. He has him locked up. It's the dude that looks fucking weird. And he's like, basically telling him that. He basically told him that whole story that we just watched. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. You just told a stranger the long story. Do you think the, the the kid from the wolves was just like, yeah, man, he's going on a lot about just staring at the wall in the cell by himself and looking at him do a keto outside. Like, can we hear this up? Like, I wish he would have done that. They, But you, you see that he kidnapped him and he's telling him the story like how he's not going to kill. And he go, the kid from the wolves, in an awesome fashion, goes, I've seen what you guys have over there. I will kill every one of you to get it. So you better fucking kill me right now or I will get out and kill all of you to take what you have. And it looks like Morgan leaves and just locks the door behind him. And so basically he's going to make that guy starve. Because I don't think he's in any shape to get up and get out. So I was like, you killed him. You killed him. You just made it slow. You just did the opposite of what, exactly what Eastman did. I didn't quite understand the ending there. I think he just left him there to starve. And if he just left him there with the expectation that he's going to get out, that's even worse. It means he killed everybody in, in Alexandria. Ugh, what a dick. I don't like Morgan. He's just boring to me. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. So uh, hopefully the next one is action-packed. 
You know what I want to see in this this season that they haven't showed yet? <sighs> Daryl, not on his goddamn motorcycle. Like they haven't shown it. Oh, they did it a little bit in the flashbacks in six oh one, in the black and white shots. But then after that, he's just been on the motorcycle or not in the show. They are saving so much money by not having the main cast in most of the show. They are getting around their contracts by keeping their on-screen presence to bare minimum. And that's dangerous. That's a slippery slope when it comes to saving money. It scares me. And if that's almost more reason why they would have killed off Glenn. I don't think they did, but if they did, that's a big part of it is, hey, we'll save more money by killing Glenn. Because he's been around since episode one or two or three, whatever the fuck it was. It's it's comic one for the, the comic. But I don't the point is I don't I wanna see our main characters do shit. I don't care about Morgan and the guy who died. I I liked it when I watched it, but it doesn't add anything to the show overall. It's it's almost like a side story that shouldn't have been in the real season. Should have been like a fucking chunked it up into online episodes because this was not The Walking Dead. I don't know what it was. I, I didn't hate it. Like, again, I'm not complaining, really. I just don't think it's The Walking Dead. Uh, it, it was better than any episode of Fear the Walking Dead, though. I will give it that. I, th- I really had high hopes for Fear the Walking Dead, and those hopes have been killed. They've been demolished. I literally watched all six episodes and have zero memory of how it ended up. I remember how it started. And then after that, I have no idea. I don't really remember. If you haven't seen that show, I wouldn't bother. I really wouldn't. Unless you're going to watch it and listen to my reviews, which are sexy and awesome. Then you do that, obviously. Obviously, I recommend that. Um, I'm getting out of here, guys. Uh, I am Phoenix West. Go to loiteringinwonderland.com. Listen to all the other podcasts. We have 11 on there. Go, go buy a $5 book. I have 100 Things That'll Burn in Hell, comedy book. I list things, then I make fun of them and why they should burn in hell. It's a good time. Awesome book. Lots of pictures. It's a picture book. Um, yeah. Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube. Share with our shows. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Share it with your dead loved ones. Make mark, you know, make graves, little stick graves out of them, and leave it on this. You, you get what I'm saying. Make fun of the Eastman from this episode. Until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. So long, citizens.